Hey guys, it's Renee from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha on this podcast. We are celebrating Women's History Month. And Misha and I are joined by the first lady of NASCAR, Claire B. Lang. We discuss her trailblazing career that has opened the door to so many women in sports broadcasting. So joining us right now, the original voice of NASCAR on satellite radio, Claire B. Lang has hosted her award-winning NASCAR talk show, Dialed In, on Sirius XM NASCAR radio for more than 20 years now. She can also be found in Victory Lane following every NASCAR Cup Series race, co-hosting the Sirius XM NASCAR radio post-race show. Claire, oh my gosh, it is so cool to have you here. How are you? I'm good. And how did the three of us, Misha and you, Renee, and I never get together before? Because this is an epic moment. It is. It's like this is like a trio made in heaven. Think of the things we could do and accomplish. My God. Everybody buckle up. Hit it out of the park here right now. I know in honor of Women's History Month, I'm so excited to have you as a guest because you really have been a trailblazer. I mean, Renee and I are our, our hosts here, I feel like in large part because of the groundwork that you laid and that is so fantastic. So we want to make sure to give you your flowers right away. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. My dad was an Olympian and I wanted to be an athlete. I'm pretty athletic, but I'm little, you know, I'm five, one, 101 pounds, but my God, you sweet uh, little thing. Like a little Polly pocket. And, and we had no sports for women. In my high school, you could be a cheerleader. That was it. There was nothing. And I cannot believe that this many years later, I am on a broadcast, a national sports talk radio broadcast with two iconic combat athletes and myself together. Uh, I, uh, you know, when I did get into radio, there were no women that I ran into and I didn't know it. I had no idea women were not doing this and forget sports talk radio. They didn't even want women calling in. Uh, so I, for many years, I was a news director. I worked my way out, but I was always the swizzle stick, the and girl. And I had always dreamed of a show where I didn't have to worry about upstaging the guy because no guy wanted to be like mm. Claire and Joe, Claire and Pete. And I love guys. And there's very, very, much talent, et cetera. But I just happened to be with people at the time that didn't want to go national, didn't want to put the work in and thought they were big in a small town, you know? And so here we are, right? I have two (laughs) female hosts hosting a show, which throwing down, it is like the first time I ever heard of it, it was like my dream come true. And that's why I think (laughs) that all of us together, it is sort of an epic Women's History Month moment. Plus, it's fun because you're fun. So, okay, fun. Claire, I have a million questions for you. Um, you know, just from like my broadcast career, and I come from the world of professional wrestling, and I was able to, you know, do some really groundbreaking things in that world. But for you, for the amount of time that you've been in the NASCAR world and been in the sports talk radio world, um, there's often just sort of like, I breaking down that barrier of men not wanting to listen to women in that space. And even just down to like the mere existence of our voice on certain panels and in certain conversations, how have you combated that throughout your career? Or like, have you had moments like that that have happened where people do just treat you like the woman on the broadcast or as if you're filling a quota as a woman on a broadcast? In a lot of ways, no, but that is a really good question, because when I got into this, I was told 
No one would listen to a woman anchor in sports talk radio until there was a woman winning on the racetrack, not just in the field, but winning regularly. And only then, and this, you know, I was told this wasn't really true, but when they handed me the keys to, you know, go anchor, uh, they hired me on XM. I turned them down. I turned the job down initially because I said, I don't want to be a swizzle stick on the radio Mm -hmm. anymore. I have my own marketing company. I mean, I'm done with that. And they said, no, no, you can be the anchor. And I said, what man, you know, wants me to tell him what to think about his NASCAR. And they said, well, we don't know. So uh, if anyone can do it, you can. And I spent a lot of time thinking about it, which sounds like I'm it almost sounds like it's not real right now, like I'm making this up. But it's true. At the time, I thought about all of the people that I had heard in sports talk radio and they were banging the phone down and bitching and it was good. I, I mean, I liked it, but I didn't think anyone wanted to hear a woman bitch and, and yell on the radio. And that's true. I mean, that was not going to be appealing. And so initially I started uh, and what I did was I said, listen, I'm not going to tell you how to think. The only reason I know more is I have more access. I'll give you many, many more ways to think about things. I'll give you more content and we'll talk about it together. You know, now I'm much more opinionated because mm -hmm. I've earned my way in 20 <laughs> years, you know? Yeah. The garage though in NASCAR, and I'll, I'll wrap it quick with that on this one, is that they have always treated me like a person because they respect work ethic. And I live in the garage, on the road, with the sport, 36 races a year and I work like a dog. I do. I, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not complaining, but I'm there the first thing when it opens up and I'm the last one to leave at night. And they know that. And in the garage in NASCAR, they respect you. So the drivers have always respected me, but I often wondered, you know, in your sport, uh, you can fight and you can get a trophy and you can, you can show how good you are. You know what I mean? You end up, yeah. you, you won, you won the match, right? Uh, it doesn't always work that way in 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 radio. You know, you just feel like maybe you do a good job over the years and people will start to understand that women can do this and do it well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love I love what you're saying there. My, my, Claire, you've done so many cool things, though. I mean, I, I feel like I mean, people call you the first lady of NASCAR radio. You've you've been covering that for a long time. But you I mean, you've also done what the 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 John Boy and Billy show you've been on TBS, you've been on Fox television. I mean, you've done, what, what are some of your favorite moments as you've kind of covered sports and you've done all these great things? Like, I don't know, share with us a story. What's one of your favorite things that you've got to be a part of because of this journey? Well, I interview a lot of celebrities, <laughs> a lot of celebrities. And Misha was a celebrity to me walking the red carpet when I first got to know her, you know, fancy but Misha. I, I, <laughs> I love interviewing the celebrities on the red carpet of NASCAR from my favorite other sports figures. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I got to interview some of the Super Bowl winning players off of the L.A. Rams. And I thought that was cool, including their quarterback. I love interviewing, you know, just uh, 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 Ozzy Osbourne. You know, nice. I never knew anything about his music. And I got to to talk to the Prince of Darkness and I <laughs> get to talk to a lot of people I wouldn't normally, but my favorite to tell you the honest truth, I am a storyteller and I only hold this microphone because 
it's my job to tell the story of people in the sport that would not get their story told, who work really hard. I was with the uh, pit crew that won the race last night. I tweeted a picture and they were so appreciative. Their photo got, you know, all over Twitter and their story was so compelling. And young drivers, I'm really good for some, I have not figured this out. I love the young drivers who are 19 years old. Joe Gibbs, the uh, ex-football coach, team owner, his grandson, Ty Gibbs, is badass, and he's young. He's 19, and I interviewed him the other day when he won and uh, in one of our feeder series, and, you know, what's interesting is I, for some reason, get along with the 19-year-old drivers. That's my favorite because <laughs> I always say unwrap them really slowly. Don't push them into being who you want them to be, and they trust me, and they start telling me all their stories, And but I take my time to let it unwrap, and then they become big stars, you know? Hey, everybody, this is Lindsay Rhodes, and with the NFL playoffs underway, what better time than now to check out my podcast, The NFL Road Show? We're going to break down the biggest games, key players, every angle in between with guests that go past the low-hanging fruit and get to what you really need to know. We'll have new episodes every Monday and Thursday all the way through Super Bowl 56 in my hometown of Los Angeles. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. Joining us right now, the original voice of NASCAR on satellite radio, Claire B. Lang. All the experience that you've had uh, in your amazing career, but for 20 plus years with NASCAR, why NASCAR? Why have you decided that that's the place you are going to continue to spend all of your time and that's where you want your career to be? I'm sure there's been so many other opportunities, but there's got to be something about NASCAR that's kept you there that long. I kind of fell into NASCAR. My dream really would be to interview athletes in other sports more and to do that. You know, I still have a goal of kind of branching out because I love I love the people in NASCAR. You know, uh, it has become sort of like a family. When I walk in the garage, that's my neighborhood. And the team members are like, hey, Miss Claire, haven't seen you in a while. How are you? You know, uh, Misha knows. And we got to get you, Renee, to have. Oh, Misha I would love to. Stories. You got to come because there is a certain feeling in the garage. It's not all it's a wonderful sport, but the people in it uh, are funny and storytellers and amazing. You know what I mean? Misha, you could probably attest to that. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I never could have been a NASCAR fan just sitting and watching it on the television. No offense. But honestly, right, I was you know. never going to get my head around it because I wasn't born into it. It wasn't part of my my culture as a, as a child being brought up with my family. But I'll tell you what, when you go in and you experience it from the inside out and you really see the culture and the and, and everything that goes into it and the athleticism parts. And I'm almost more enamored and by the pit crew, to be honest. I mean, the, the drivers are great, but I mean, the pit crew blows my mind because they are the kind of the guys working a lot of times mm -hmm. behind the scene and, the, and they're lugging around. They're throwing around these tires and they're just I mean, they're so fast <laughs> and so on top of it. The perfect support team. Um but it really is cool there. It really is so much that goes into it that you just don't understand until you really start to take a dive into it. And you're like, holy crap, like this is so <laughs> intense. There is so much that goes into this. And yeah. um, I could say I'm, I'm, I'm a fan now. So I've been converted to NASCAR. Renee's been trying to convert me to pro wrestling, becoming We're a fan of pro wrestling. It. We're working on it. I so am not quite there I yet. Really I really do feel... 
I do feel like there's a parallel between pro yes. wrestling and NASCAR. And yes. I don't exactly know what it is, but I I do believe a lot of it be, uh, rides with the fans. Um, I feel like NASCAR fans and pro wrestling fans are just Die voracious hard. for that sport. They love it. Um, talk to us a bit about the, the fan base for NASCAR. Oh, yeah. And the fan base is getting diverse and interesting and and global. And, you know, it used to be a day that if you didn't live in the South, you didn't know much about NASCAR. But and I go to California and there are all kinds of you know what I notice in California, groups of five women that go to the racetrack together as kind of an event. They don't go just because their husband or their boyfriend dragged them. They go by themselves and they're like, Claire, how are you? And they're having a great time. And I think, um, you know, the fan base is very loyal, very passionate. And I think that, I don't know, the entertainment side intrigues me where you were saying, Renee, that there's a lot of like between the two. You know, we just got done with a race at Atlanta that was crazy. I mean, it was uh, 20 Five of 37 cars entered were involved in a crash and it set a wow. record oh my gosh. yesterday for the most cautions and most lead changes and they changed the track at Atlanta to uh, make it more exciting and people loved it I mean fans were calling in last night they loved it but then someone writes a story about is it too much entertainment you know when 25 yeah, of 37 cars entered are involved in a crash and that if it was the old track it would have been interesting but not as I guess, uh, chaotic, right? And, you know, NASCAR is best and most fun when individual drivers and team excellence is paramount, not when tr races and tracks are designed to cause chaos. So right now, everyone loved the race. We're all on a roll. The ratings and everything are going great. But there's always someone that's saying, is that entertainment or is that sports? And that's yeah. what makes it a light, don't you think? Certainly. I mean, because it's got to be entertaining. Or who watches it, right? Guys, we are joined by the first lady of NASCAR, Claire B. Lang. We are talking the parallels between pro wrestling and NASCAR. And you're right. I mean, it, that always is a conversation. Of like, is it too entertaining? Is it this? Is, I mean, we were literally talking about that earlier, about a celebration inside the Octagon, if it was too much entertainment. And I think that's such a ridiculous conversation. But do you feel that it, it is hard to make changes within the NASCAR world because people like things to just be the way that it is? They don't want to see new changes. They don't want to see a new track. Is it hard to to make changes and get people to to be interested well i don't really know if your fan base is as fickle because i think fan bases are they fickle is the word certainly yes yes because they complain if there's not enough crashes if there's too much you know too much crashing then they're complaining that there's too much crashing right if it's not entertaining enough they're bored if it's too entertaining it's manufactured because we got a new <laughs> racetrack configuration and surface so i think maybe you guys have the same thing you know yes. um is that do you have that too i guess right oh yeah oh yeah absolutely there was a there was a lovely little lady molly mccann who which is over the moon exciting. She got this incredible knockout last weekend and people were so upset because she ran out of the cage. She was celebrating and this fan handed her a, a belt like that looked like the UFC belt, but it was obviously, uh -huh. you know, just a replica. And she kind of grabbed it and she ran over the cage. She's just so excited. And people were so upset. They were calling it cringy, you know, that she would like take a belt and parade around. And I'm like, you know what? But people need to understand, like, there's just emotions running high and, and, and people should be allowed to express themselves. That is what makes it diverse and interesting. But I guess 
if you have an opinion, if a lot of people have an opinion on it, you love it, you hate it, whatever it is, it's just good to have something to talk about. Yeah, but these wrecks the make me really going. freaking nervous. I know that they redesigned the cars a little bit, and it seems like they're just getting in more accidents. And I personally hate the wrecks. They make me so nervous because I just I think I care too much about the drivers, and I'm like, no, like I don't want I want no wrecks. But I know people do like it. Also, it's really expensive. We want the carnage, Misha. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, I I was also thinking about uh, something that would draw us together that would be on the same plane, like you were mentioning, and it's really about you guys in combat sports, you two, and uh, Misha. I hear uh, we talked during the break that you're going to be going back out to fight, which I'm so excited about. I can't wait for you to keep me posted on that. But, you know, all of the challenges of getting here, I was thinking of what would really tie in. And I think you should teach me some moves because one, this was many years ago, and there was a bully guy out on pit road and he was a television guy and he would like not let you do interviews, but he wasn't live. So he wouldn't let other people in as if he was live. Right. What a tweet. And uh, I was told you get in there with your microphone and, you know, he doesn't have any right to have. So we would slide the microphone in there. That day after we did that and we were told to, I'm walking down pit road and he's six foot some, right? He's with a television crew and he come and he walks by me and he body slams me. Shut as he's up. Walking by. Yes. <gasps> and I haven't told anyone this in an interview. He slammed me to the side as if he was almost tripping and falling over. The only reason I didn't hit him or knock him back was he had a camera with him. <laughs> I thought, how would that look? Good, so good I, thinking. What happened? Of combat sports, he when? slammed me because he when was, was pissed that I got the microphone in, and it, he was acting like he was live, but he wasn't. And everybody was always frustrated with him. How long ago was like, this? Like recently? He's not live. You get your microphone in there. You don't worry about it. You know, I'm a hundred pounds. He's six, whatever, right? Yeah. He slammed. He's no longer around. That's why I can tell the story. Because oh, karma's a bitch. That's why he can right. hit the bricks. Why would I come back to him? Show me something. You know. <laughs> I would about, love you know? to. You know what else? I, I would. I would. I would love to just address really quick because we, Claire and I, were at the annual Kevin Harvick. Inc. banquet in December of this last year and oh, Claire can swing dance and so can my fiance and it was so what? cute because he invited Claire yeah. out on the dance floor and they lit the floor up I am <laughs> no! just gonna say it was the most epic moment I will never forget it in my entire life it was so cute to watch the two of them just dance Claire you're a much better dancer than I am so maybe I can teach you some moves and you can teach me how to dance girl because you got the moves well, here's the thing, and we did have a great, great time, uh, is this. Um, I'm walking down pit road. Misha's behind me, but he doesn't know who she is. And he slams into me. And this is, again, many years ago. Misha's back there, right? Misha takes over and throws the guy to the ground, wraps him up. What is the, what is the love hold or whatever they call it, the backwards? The, the rear naked choke? I love that. <laughs> the love hold. <laughs> rear naked choke you throw the guy to the ground right and they're like who is that woman who just destroyed that guy on pit road misha tate (laughs) and i would too if i ever saw anybody disrespect you they're going down so they better watch their asses (laughs) well you know when we're little 
you're like a, a, a what what is the meanest little dogs are the little ones right oh yeah. totally little chihuahuas will eat you up yes and i'm tough I, you know i get in these scrums and i'm very little but i hold my ground for I my weight do. i do for my weight class i bet <laughs> you do, do. <laughs> well, Claire, thank you so much for taking yeah. the time. You truly are such a trailblazer, and we would not be here with this show if it weren't for you uh, paving the uh, way for us uh, in, in sports talk radio. So thank you. We'll have to do this again one day. Next time we go dancing, Misha, we got to take Renee with us, okay? I'm Girls light on my out. feet. Let's go. Don't me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a great show. It's a pleasure. Uh, and I'm uh, honored to have uh, been around a few years before all of you, but so proud of you. I just don't go on any show. You guys just keep carrying it on because you do a really good job and I love your show. Okay. Thank Thanks, you so Claire. much, Claire. Same to you. Bye. 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 All right, guys, you, you can catch Claire on Dialed In on Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90, and you can find her in Victory Lane following every NASCAR Cup Series race, co-hosting the Sirius XM NASCAR Radio post-race show. Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts.